Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill their promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had men and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects, vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious eyes. 
Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Welcome to the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you for joining us this morning, this afternoon, tonight, whenever and wherever you are listening around the world on the Fringe FM, our home network. Fringe.fm is the network website. Our website, www.thesecretteachings.info, or you can listen on TalkStream Live or the Paranormal Radio app and download the Fringe FM app for free. To your mobile device that's fringe fm in the app store on our website you will find a full list of all of our past shows if you missed any of last week's broadcasts you can find them right now at the secret teachings.info you can download them you can stream them our friday night slot is usually reserved for a special broadcast but this friday since i uh, took a week off the week prior I decided to do a special show about a story out of France relating to the abuse of children at the hands of both priests and nuns and other members of the church. In uh, one particular case, nuns were raping little girls with crucifixes and forcing little boys to have sex with the little girls under the age of 14 down to the age of 10 likely under the age of 10. And uh, the way that that story unfolded, the way we talked about it on Friday, we brought in another interesting story from Pennsylvania, story that broke with the headline, 300 Predator Priests Identified by a Grand Jury in Pennsylvania. And we found in that case, there were also the usage of religious symbols to degrade both Christ and to degrade children. Little boys were given necklaces to identify them, and those little boys would be taken, stripped down naked, meant to mock the crucifixion of Christ, and have their pictures taken to produce child pornography that would be then distributed through the church. So this happened in Pennsylvania, and this also happened in France. It's also happening every where else there is a demonic presence in the cloak of the church, in the cloak of the clergy, the cloak of the nun, in the cloak of God, Christ, salvation, etc. So looking back to that show on Friday, which is in the archives on the website, and if you haven't gotten into these archives yet, there's a huge, huge archive of past shows. Please donate to The Secret Teachings one time, $50 to get access for a year, or you can subscribe so it's a monthly, weekly, or it's a yearly reoccurring charge, and uh, that supports the show. You'll get access to the archive, the montages, the digital books, and for a $50 one-year subscription, you'll also get a physical copy of one of my books as well. Those books are also on the website Occult Arcana, The Technological Elixir, and Food Philosophy. And those are the ways in which we support this show, and we keep this show on air Monday through Friday here on The Fringe. 
and with uh, our special show separately, a Saturday special show on the weekend. So, you know, you go back and you look at these stories, and um, I started radio talking about that type of thing. And uh, I was accused by girlfriends at the time that I was a pedophile because I was interested in exposing what was happening and what had happened in the Catholic Church. I was accused by people on uh, radio in various radio settings and, you know, on radio networks of either being a pedophile or being, quote unquote, obsessed with the subject. And uh, it took a while to really understand why people would accuse someone who was attempting to bring light or to expose that subject, realizing that it's a subject that nobody really wants to talk about. I mean, even if you're an atheist, it's just uh, it's just disturbing, you know, to think about that. I mean, it's one thing to think about children being abused. It's another thing to think about children being abused in such horrific ways, being raped by a crucifix or being made to uh, participate in child pornography uh, by being forced to mock the crucifixion of Christ. Uh, it's, and, and why? Why those types of, of actions and symbols? You have to really think about it. Why? Why would nuns and priests and members of the clergy and camp leaders and the Boy Scouts of America and, you know, you, from schools to, you know, medical settings to doctors, nurses, why are people that are charged in a lot of cases with the protection of children, end up being the abusers of children. And, you know, back in March of this year, California had proposed a curriculum that would integrate what they called ethnic studies into the, uh, the school system. So you'd have to take an ethnic studies class in order to graduate high school, it would be K through 12. And this was talked about in March of 2021, early March. Obviously, it had been put together before March. And people on the left were excited about it. People on the right were generally opposed to it. But one of the things that this curriculum did, having nothing to do with race or ethnicity or culture or anything... It actually had children chant the name of an Aztec god who was routinely honored by human sacrifice. Now, I will tell you that human sacrifice throughout history hasn't always been the physical sacrifice of a human being in the same way that animal sacrifice hasn't always been the sacrifice of an animal. You could look at animal sacrifice as the sacrifice of the animal self, your animal nature, the overcoming of that animal desire, using your will to control your emotions and your actions and your thoughts and your behaviors, and the enlightenment or the betterment of, of the human in an attempt, in an elevating sense, to achieve godliness, to reunite with source, as some believe is the purpose of life as a series of experiences. So, Human and animal sacrifice is not necessarily this dark, evil thing. And if you think that it is, and you're religious, of course, you need only turn to the Bible to be shown that that is a hypocritical point of view, considering that human sacrifice is all throughout the Bible. Human sacrifice, animal sacrifice, these are types of things that on the surface sound really dark, but 
in essence, um, you know, they're not always very uh, demonic or evil or, or dark. You know, in, in, in the case of the Mayan civilization, the Mayan people didn't always sacrifice animals physically. They, they would often sacrifice flowers and fruit to their gods. And it was only uh, during the time of the decline of the Mayan Empire, according to the books that I've read, that they began performing more barbaric sacrifices. And, of course, in some cultures, being sacrificed to the gods or being sacrificed for, I mean, specifically for purposes of agriculture or purposes of, you know, making sure the sun comes back up or whatever, uh, people often volunteered to be sacrificed because they thought that it was a, a duty to be sacrificed. Now, you know, this mindset is not, is not something that you're only going to find in the ancient world. You're not going to just find this in, 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 in Mesoamerica. You're not just going to find this in you know, medieval Europe or ancient you know, Europe. You're not going to find this in the ancient Middle East. You're not just going to find this in the ancient world. You're going to find this in today's society. I mean, look at the people that have said, I don't care if I die taking a vaccine as long as it helps other people. There are people today with the same mindset that if we were to be living in the time of the Aztecs, people would willingly sacrifice themselves for what they perceived as the betterment of their civilization, their society, their culture. And there are people who are alive today who believe that heartedly, wholeheartedly. And there have been there was a journalist, I believe, in the UK who actually did die but said she'd be, you know, it, it's okay because before she died, she said, I'm going to take the shot because it's for the betterment of, you know, everybody. And this is what people probably, I'm, I'm assuming, probably believed when they willfully offered themselves as a sacrifice to the gods in ancient and near ancient times. So we have to understand that the idea of sacrifice is not always an evil thing. It's not always a demonic thing. God, of course, asks you to sacrifice daily. Uh, the church asks you to sacrifice a part of your pay. You know, you're, uh, you're asked to sacrifice things as a Muslim. You're asked to sacrifice things as a Jew. You're asked to sacrifice things even as a Buddhist. You're asked to sacrifice the pleasures of, of life, the pleasures of nature. So sacrifice is something that we, we do every single day. Uh, it's part of our culture. It's part of our, our societal system. It's part of human nature to sacrifice to give something up in the hopes that you will attain something else. But this curriculum that California now has as a law in order to graduate from high school, you have to go through this curriculum. It's a little bit bizarre. It, it has children chant. It has children basically practice incantation, which is a series of words that are used in a magical spell or charm. Back in March of 2021, one of the first uh, stories that came out about this were, uh, you know, it was talking about the lessons that children would have to, to go through um, and young adults would have to go through to graduate high school in California. Uh, there was a chant that children had to say, and the chant was love, unity, mutual respect. Hard to argue with that. Love, unity, mutual respect. They'd also have to chant things like seeking the roots of truth. Seeking the Roots of Truth. Of course, the chant starts with a declaration that, quote, you are my other me, end quote, and 
quote, if I do harm to you, I do harm to myself, end quote. Of course, that is a basic tenet of black magic. Doing harm to others is essentially doing harm to you, and it will come back on you far worse than what you attempted to do to other people. But before, um, before we can go any deeper into this, we have to understand uh, the idea uh, of what sacrifice is, and we have to understand how psychology works, because who's going to argue with love, unity, respect, seeking truth? I mean, those are just buzzwords nowadays. It sounds good. Who, who's going to argue with love? Who's going to argue with, with respect and unity and truth? Well, I'll argue against those things tonight on the show. I'm going to argue against this faux love, faux unity, faux respect, faux roots of truth. Because what they want the kids to chant are the names of certain gods, one of which in particular is an Aztec devil that human sacrifice would be performed to his pleasing. This god... You can type in the name if you'd like to look the god up. Tezcutlipuca. 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 That's what the kids are supposed to chant. Tezcutlipuca. Tezcutlipuca. Literally, they're supposed to chant that name multiple times. Before they chant the name of this god, the chant reads, Seeking the roots of the truth. Seeking the truth of the roots. Elders and us youth. Youth critical thinking through. Well, obviously, it's not really critical thinking. It's more like critical theory or critical theorizing or critical race theory disguised and dressed up in the cloak of ancient people, things that the people, I believe, who put this together probably don't fully understand themselves. Then the kids chant, Tezketlipuka, Tezketlipuka, Smoking mirror, smoking mirror, self-reflection, Tezcatlipoca. Of course, Tezcatlipoca is the brother of Quetzalcoatl, who is essentially a god of light, if you will, otherwise known as the plumbed serpent. And this was a deity uh, who was associated with, uh, I guess you could call, call um, his associations the positive aspects of... Uh, the Aztec civilization, um, the plumbed serpent is a is a good god, essentially, um, and a god that you know. Why would you not chant the name of Quetzalcoatl, the plumbed serpent, uh, or the feather serpent? Uh, he is a as a hero, um, not a god that demands human sacrifice per se. And so. I want to know why they're wanting the children to chant the name of T.S. Kitlipoca under the guise of ethnic studies, and yet they're leaving out the good god, in essence, of Aztec or Mesoamerican, to be more broad, Mesoamerican culture. Um, that, is, that is the first disturbing component of this. Why chant the name of evil when you could chant the name of good? And you could really learn a little bit about the Aztec culture. There's something disturbing here, and there's some malicious intent, I believe, and we're going to get to the bottom of that tonight on The Secret Teachings. I'm Ryan Gable, www.thesecretteachings.info. There's more after this. Stay with us. 
Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is The Secret Teachings Radio on The Fringe FM. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hear more while supporting the show, visit the website, thesecretteachings.info, and subscribe to our show archive. As a yearly subscriber, you can download and stream every show after it airs and get access to the digital versions of each one of Ryan's books. The show offers weekly and monthly subscriptions, or for $50 a year, get access to the archive, montages, and digital books at a discounted price. Just visit thesecretteachings.info and click on the donate button at the top of the page. Your subscription supports The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, and you. Alex Exum. My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and like my show, I like to associate with people and companies who are passionate about taking steps to a healthier life. Pro One Water Filters brings you simple-to-use systems for the home, business, and even the shower. They filter fluoride, heavy metals, and more, and their shower heads stop chlorine from being vaporized and inhaled. I've personally used their systems now for five years, and they're worth every penny sincerely. Our other affiliate, US Plus Health, is a small American company specializing in hydrogen peroxide solutions, isopropyl alcohol, and hand sanitizers with no additional ingredients like ethanol, chloride, or methanol. They use 100% U.S. materials at an FDA-registered facility. Their simple, non-toxic formulations are both safe and gentle. They evaporate quickly and leave no residue or stickiness. They're even recommended by the CDC, FDA, and WHO as opposed to other toxic chemicals like QACs. Find links to these affiliates, Pro One Water Filters, and U.S. Plus Health on our website, www.thesecretteachings.info for links, or visit usplushealth.com and type in the promo code TSTCLEAN. Do you want to know more about this strange and weird reality we live in? Join me, Jess Rogie, the host of The Rogie Report, where we explore the unrevealed. Every Wednesday night, live at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, here on The Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. The truth is out there. And so are we. KTLK. Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and I want to share something astounding with you. It's no mistake that Delta equals four numerically, and that with its three sides equals seven, the number of revelations that heralds the apocalypse to build a new kingdom on the ashes of the old. The new kingdom is not firstly God's, though, but a false prophet who will be crowned, the Corona. His kingdom is seven years long, but it's cut in half. Delta means change and authority and conveys a deep meaning in holding the eye of God and his infallible name Yahweh, the Tetragrammaton. It's no mistake CG images of SARS-CoV-2 have little triangles or that Delta waves place people into a diseased, unstable state of mind. It's no mistake the biggest global conspiracy is one of depopulation, that its logo is supposedly a triangle, and that Delta extracted from the Norse Volknut means fertility. These are the patterns that we see in the observations that we make on The Secret Teachings Radio, five nights a week broadcasting on The Fringe FM. For more information, check out thesecretteachings.info or email us rdgable at yahoo.com. 
I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings. The god Quetzalcoatl, you've probably heard of this god somewhere, maybe on the History Channel or Discovery Channel. Quetzalcoatl was revered as a patron of priests. Quetzalcoatl invented books, the calendar, probably uh, writing, kind of like Thoth in Egypt. He was a protector of uh, craftsmen. So he was kind of like, uh, in a sense, associated with Christ and uh, the carpenter. He was also identified with the planet Venus being both a morning and evening star. He was a symbol of death and resurrection. His companion was Zoltl. I don't know if I pronounced that right. Zoltl, a god-headed deity, a dog-headed deity, um, dog-headed god, kind of like Anubis, making him the companion of... uh, what amounts to the Mesoamerican Osiris. So Quetzalcoatl was essentially a good god, a god like Thoth, a god like Osiris. And most of us wouldn't call Osiris uh, an evil deity or an evil god. We'd call Set or Seth the evil god, the uh, antithesis of Osiris, if we're using Egyptian mythology. And so if we want to use like Christian mythos, we could say, you know, just God and the devil. Quetzalcoatl is kind of like God, and his his evil uh, twin or counterpart um, in Egypt would have been Set to Osiris, uh, would be Devil, the Devil, Satan, uh, which I believe is a different character to God. And in uh, Mesoamerica and in Aztec times in particular, around the 14th through the 16th centuries, uh, Quetzalcoatl's brother was a character named Tezcatlipoca, and Tezcatlipoca rather than Quetzalcoatl, is the deity chosen for California's ethnic studies program that people, children, young adults will have to pass in order to graduate high school. They will have to chant the name of this deity in their classes, along with what amounts to a mixture of critical race theory, social justice lingo, and extremist rhetoric, in my view, that act as, I believe, an incantation to summon T.S. Kitlipoca, to summon these other gods and these other characters, these other entities that represent not necessarily a Mesoamerican idea or an Egyptian idea for that matter, but represent a, a psychological psychological energy. And when you look at what Tezcatlipoca is, when you read about this this god, uh, otherwise known as the smoking mirror, uh, one of the most important gods, both in Aztec culture and Toltec culture, um, he is an invisible, omnipotent creator god. He's a patron of warriors, kind of like Mars, um, he's the bringer of, of good and evil, according to uh, Toltec and Aztec tradition, um, and the embodiment of change through conflict, which is probably the reason they selected this god, change through conflict, which is interesting because change through conflict is essentially the doctrine of uh, uh, communism for the last hundred plus years, uh, the perpetual, never-ending revolution, long live the revolution. And that's essentially, in my view, what this curriculum amounts to. 
Now, when you read it, when you read what these kids are supposed to chant in California, they're supposed to chant things like love and respect and roots of truth, followed by Tezcatlipoca, Tezcatlipoca, smoking mirror, smoking mirror, self-reflection, Tezcatlipoca. A portion of the chant reads, pulsating creation, and they name uh, a number of other gods in this this uh, chant, including Huitzilopochtli, causes like sunlight, the light inside of us, in will to actions what bring. This is what they're chanting. Zipi, Totec, Zipi, Totec, transformation, transformation, liberation, education, emancipation, imagination, revitalization, liberation, transformation, decolonization, liberation, education, emancipation, change in our situation in this human transformation. I mean, this is something that you would hear if you went to listen to some kind of like artsy, uh, uh, um, you know, poem reading, some artsy poem reading where there's like, you know, people do their art and then they read poems. And a lot of times it's about, you know, politics and social justice. I mean, just what, what, what does that mean? Decolonization, liberation, education, emancipation, change in our situation in this human transformation. It sounds like some kind of not just a chant. It sounds like a song. It sounds like some kind of song that these kids are singing. Um, and there's actually video of uh, students engaged in this, this chanting. And this is what they're supposed to do in California. Now, it might only be a small part of the curriculum, but it's a bizarre part of the curriculum. Bizarre because, again, Tisketlipoca is essentially the set or the devil of Aztec culture. And Quetzalcoatl, who also embodies both good and evil, darkness and light, is the opposite. He is the Osiris of Aztec and Toltec and Mesoamerican culture. So why chant the name of a, of a, a god who is the god of mirrors? In other words, he is the god of illusion and the god of inversion. You look in a mirror, there is illusion, there is inversion, the mirror is a portal to another world. Why are we chanting the name of this God in school? Who selected this God? That's my question. That's what I want to know. Another chant uses the term Hanab Ku, meaning one God, another Mayan deity. Part of another chant reads, ethnic studies for all represent. That's what they're having the kids chant, which again sounds like the chant of a Black Lives Matter gathering, or it sounds like the chant of a women's march, or it sounds like the chant of an anti-Trump march. It doesn't really sound like it has anything to do with politics per se. It doesn't really sound like it has anything to do with being anti-conservative or pro-Democrat. It, it sounds like it's culturally and socially revolutionary is what it sounds like. And they're, they're wanting to teach this, and now it's a law in California, to teach this to kids. Part of the guiding principles of the curriculum include this, quote, celebrate and honor native people, peoples of the land and communities of black indigenous people of color. Another part of the guiding principle reads, quote, center and place high value on the pre-colonial ancestral knowledge, narratives and communal experiences of native people, peoples and people of color in groups that are typically marginalized in society. Of course, the chance that they're, they're having these, these young people uh, 
perform as what I think are incantations uh, include uh, language, um, resources, and instruction meant to facilitate discussion on, quote, race, racism, bigotry, and the experiences of diverse Americans. Now, I don't know about you, but I can respect people around me. I might not agree with them, but I can respect them. The only time I lose respect for people is when they don't have respect for me, when they attempt to harm me, when they attempt to, to, to violate my personal space. You know, um, I have respect for other people or I have no feelings at all. I mean, America is a country where you have a diverse population and, of course, we don't all agree. We have different views. And that, I think, is what makes America a great place to live. If you want to go burn the American flag, you can go burn the American flag. I don't know why you'd want to do that, but you can go burn the American flag. I understand sometimes why other people choose to do it in other countries who are occupied by American forces, wars and occupations uh, that I disagree with, but I don't understand why Americans who have a right to burn the flag would want to burn the flag, although, again, it, you can do whatever you want, essentially, as long as you're not calling for violence and you're not you know, harming people. But why would you want to fight against a symbol or an idea that gives you a right to destroy it, in essence? Like, why would you want to fight against a system that gives you the right to do whatever you want without cracking your skull, without blowing your head off? Because if you go to North Korea and burn a flag, I mean, I don't really need to express, you know, the brutality of what would happen to you. If you go to China and you don't smile at a picture of Xi Jinping, your social credit score goes down, now you can't fly, now you can't travel. You might get beat up. If you practice meditation in parks in some part of China, if you meditate, you can go to jail. You can have your organs harvested and your body dumped. Routinely what happens to the Fulong Gong. So why would you want to fight against a system that in essence gives you a right to do whatever you want to do unless you're using that right to take other people's rights away. And I'm not even talking about vague, arbitrary, broad rights. I'm talking about you can do pretty much whatever you want to do within reason, but for some reason, some people think that their right to do whatever they want to do extends beyond your right to not have their views and not have you know their desires forced upon you. You know, in essence, your rights end where other people's rights begin. Why would you want to fight against that? My friend called me on the phone the other night, Mike D. I've been so busy, I haven't talked to Mike forever. He called me, we talked for a few minutes, and he's like, why do these people want to, they, they want to like tear down a country that gives them a right to tear it down? You can't do this in most countries. You go to jail, you get your skull cracked on the sidewalk, you don't get to just do the kinds of things in most places that you get to do here while you're, you're, you're attempting to, to destroy the society that gives you a right to do those things. Why? Unless it's well-organized and it's well-crafted to play on that open society to destroy it so you can control it. That seems to be the solution to the problem of not understanding why, why that's happening. So this is what's happening in California, though. That was a curriculum proposed in early 2021. Now, 
On October 9th, so again, just over the weekend, you don't hear a lot about it, California becomes the first state to require ethnic studies for high school graduation. Who would argue against ethnic studies? A few people. I might argue against ethnic studies, but I don't necessarily think that we should be arguing over whether or not ethnic studies is something that should or shouldn't be taught. That's not the point. The point is, what is in the curriculum of ethnic studies? I don't know what's in the full curriculum. I don't have a copy of the full curriculum. I just know a little bit of it. They say they want to teach love and unity. Okay, who's going to fight with that? That's the defensive barrier. Love, unity, respect, truth. When you get beyond the defensive barrier and you get to what's concealed behind and why there needs to be a defensive barrier erected to begin with, you find that they want children to chant the names of gods of human sacrifice and they want to chant the names of trickster deities. Why? Why? I mean, Quetzalcoatl embodies both good and evil, as does T.S. Quetlipoca. They are one and the same, but they are also opposition to each other. They are um, uh, brothers. They are like Osiris and Set or Seth in Egypt. But Osiris is identified as a as a as a savior. I mean, his son becomes the savior, the light of the world, Horus. We don't look at Set, the god of darkness, who attempts to destroy. Osiris. We don't look at Set as a good guy, as a good character. He is the personification and the embodiment of evil. T.S. Ketlipoka could be said to also be the embodiment of evil. And, uh, you know, to be the god of smoking mirrors or the smoking mirror, to be called that, what, what, is, what does that mean, smoking mirror? I mean, it's one thing to look into a mirror and be disillusioned. It's another thing for a mirror to be smoky. That means you are confused. You are seeing illusions. You are hallucinating. You are, you are seeing something that is inverted, which is essentially, in my view, what the entire California Ethnic Studies program is all about. Confusion, smoke and mirrors. I mean, even some of the people that worked on the project have since asked for their names to be removed because the project they didn't think was radical enough. Liberated Ethnic Studies Model Curriculum, a consulting group made up of educators and experts, which I can tell you what that group is. That group is the guy on uh, King of the Hill who went to Bobby's school when they were trying to do the, um, uh, Bobby was trying to set up the festival, the little fair on the school ground. And this is the guy who came into the school and he was teaching the kids about diversity and turning all the kids against each other. That's what Liberated Ethnic Studies Model Curriculum is all about. I can guarantee you that. Uh, it includes people behind the initial draft of the curriculum in California. They say the curriculum is, quote, watered down, a watered down version, quote unquote, of history, pointing to lessons excluded, such as, quote, the true cause of police brutality, end quote, against black Americans. It's funny because you could just go down DOJ, FBI statistics and find that although white people, Hispanic people, Asian people, black people, etc., tend to only commit these types of crimes like uh, gun violence and drug offenses when they're involved in gangs. And virtually all gun violence is, is gang violence, especially in places like Chicago. And uh, a, a lo- another portion of it is, is suicide. Um, and uh, black people who make up about 
it depends on what statistic you look at, but about 13 to 14 percent of the population account for over 50 percent of homicides. I mean, is it not at least acceptable to some degree of reasoning that you would think that a black person would be more likely to commit murder than a white person? Well, yeah, because statistically, that's what the data says. So if you're not committing an act of murder, if you're not committing an act of illegality, if you're not dealing drugs or shooting people, black or white, you know, you should be treated with respect. And even our system of quote-unquote justice will treat people who are murderers and people who are drug dealers and people who are basically a moral or an immoral stain on our society with the same respect. They have a right to trial by jury. They have a right to legal representation. Again, in most countries and in most parts of the world throughout history, when you were an immoral stain on society, they just shot you. They hung you. They dragged you and beat you in a mob. We afford even criminals, a right to be heard and a right to have their day in court. So when you're talking about something like uh, the true cause of police brutality, let's think about why police do some of the things they do. There was just a shooting down in Florida. Police officer got uh, shot by by a guy. And uh, another police officer uh, got, t- got struck in the head with uh, the butt of a gun. And uh, another police officer uh, just opened fire, hit the guy with multiple rounds. Uh, and um, there's no media attention on that story, really, uh, because, uh, well, it's on video that the man shot at the police first. So you engage police officers with gunfire and you, well, you're going to get your head blown off. And I think that is socially acceptable. When you pull out a gun to shoot somebody, you better be ready to use it, and it should be for self-defense purposes. So if you attack a police officer, you're probably going to get your skull crushed. All right? And when you refuse arrest, and when you're on drugs, and you're a danger to yourself and others like George Floyd, you don't deserve inhumane you know, treatment, but you're probably going to get roughed around when you, on video, are on drugs, refusing arrest, and pushing yourself out of the police car. Uh, and that's something that just always gets overlooked. Daniel Prude in, in, uh, in Rochester, New York, it always gets overlooked. Doesn't matter if he's spitting on police. Doesn't matter if they put a spit hood on him, a very routine procedure. Doesn't matter if people are running around naked on PCP. If they're black, they get to do whatever they want, which is very offensive. That's offensive to me, you know, as, as a human being. Why, if you're, you have a different skin color, you get different privileges in society? I mean, that is extremely, extremely discriminatory. But California, they decided, let's have, this, let's have this curriculum. So the governor, Newsom, who somehow won the election, never seen anything like it. You know, some news outlets said, we've never seen so many people vote before by mail. Yeah, because it's rigged. So Newsom somehow wins the election, and uh, he signs this order now signs this law that California students will be required, and this is going to be a couple of years before it's active, but they'll be required to take ethnic studies to graduate high school. The first mandate of its kind to ensure K-12 through students are taught about ethnic and racial groups whose history and traditions have been traditionally overlooked. Do you think that they're maybe going to squeeze a little of the 1619 project in there? 
They're going to squeeze a little bit of CRT in there. You think that maybe that's the root truth of the ethnic studies program? Because if you just walked up to somebody and said, would you like, you know, if the schools taught ethnic studies, most people would be like, yeah, of course, that's a good thing, right? But then if you ask them, would you want your children to be taught CRT in the 1619 project? Some people might still be like, yeah, of course. But most people would probably be like, well, what are those things? So you know ethnic studies, that sounds good, but you don't really know what the 1619 project is. You don't really know what CRT is. People don't even necessarily know what critical race theory is. It's just like critical race theory. Oh, it's about you know justice and equality. Well, of course kids should be taught that, but they don't tell you what they're actually teaching them. These are just names to sell you a product that corrupts, that creates division, that at its core is an extension of T.S. Kitlapoka. It's an extension of evil. It's, it, it's smoke and mirrors. It's an illusion. It's divisive. It's, a, it's the trickster god, the trickster deity. Other states like Connecticut have become the first state in 2020 to require high schools to offer black and Latino studies. Now, that says in, in, in their law that they are offering the studies. They're not requiring it as a condition of graduating high school. New Jersey passed a law requiring public schools to offer courses on diversity and inclusion. I'm sure that's a little bit more extremist left wing, but nonetheless, it's offering the course. It's not forcing the kids to take it as far as I understand. It's offering the course. And if it's offering the course, that's, of course, much different than mandating that kids take an ethnic studies program. In California, according to a Washington Post article, October 9th, 2021, school districts will develop coursework that delves into the contributions and struggles of blacks, Latinos, Native Americans, and Asian Americans throughout the nation's history. Courses must be offered beginning the 2025-2026 school year. And see, when I read that, I got even more confused, and maybe that's the T.S. Catalapocal smoking mirror, because they're saying the courses must be offered, but then they're saying it's a mandate to take the courses. So then that makes me think in Connecticut and New Jersey, it's also a mandate to take the courses that are offered on black and Latino studies or on diversity and inclusion. I mean, here's how you create a diverse classroom. When I went to high school, we had people in the class who were, who were white. We had people in the class who were, um, we had Asians, we had black people, we had a very diverse class. And here's the key. Nobody ever brought up that the class was diverse or needed to be more diverse. We were just kids in a classroom. That's how you create inclusivity. That's how you create diversity. You don't restrict access based on people's race, based on people's biological sex. Men, women, boys, girls, black, white, and everything in between get to come to school and they get to learn and then they go home. And that's that's real diversity, that's real inclusion. Teaching kids, like just imagine, imagine a, a, a young white kid, a young black kid, a young any kid who goes into a classroom and what you're learning from a young age is that black people have never had any opportunity that immediately takes that black identity and places it below that of every other group. You've had no opportunity in this country but me, as a liberal white professor with pink hair, am going to give you that opportunity if you do what I tell you to do. 
sounds like a plantation owner that we read about in books or that we see in the exaggerated form in movies. If you do what I tell you to do when I tell you to do it, you're not going to be whipped. You're not going to be beaten. You're not going to be chased down. We're not going to sick the dogs on you. You do what I tell you to do when I tell you to do it. You understand me, boy? Because that's what the teachers are telling these young black boys and these young black girls. You do what I tell you to do, boy, or you're going to go to the principal's office. You're going to be expelled from school. You understand me? And that's just a bunch of white liberals that are telling black kids that they're inferior to white kids. And so they need the white professors to help them defeat the white oppression of the so-called conservatives or the people that don't want to take these programs, don't want to take these classes, or the parents that don't want their kids to take these classes. That's what it really is when you look at it from the outside looking in. Why is that always the case? Seriously, think about it. Why is it always, almost, I mean, it's almost exclusive, a white, bourgeois, bohemian, crunchy, extremist, left-wing, nutjob, lunatic, Antifa with green hair and, you know, with some kind of, you know, weird uh, uh, obsession with unicorns and sprinkles and glitter who's going to tell black people that you've historically been oppressed, but if you do what I tell you to do, then you won't be oppressed anymore. I mean, the, the, the arrogance, the narcissism, the bigotry, the hatred for themselves and others, these people are pieces of shit. They are complete and absolute subhuman garbage. And the sad thing is, beyond that, you get young people to take on that image by literally brainwashing them and making school about the color of people's skin and segregating people in school based on the color of their skin. There are some schools that are already doing this. They're literally segregating children by skin color to teach diversity. That is so incredibly racist to assume that one group of people based on the color of their skin is inferior or superior to another group of people. It doesn't matter if the inferior group is black or white. It doesn't matter if the superior group is white or black. It is racist. It is bigotry. It is arguably beyond that slanderous and liable to individuals who get caught in the middle of all of this who don't want to participate in it. Kids should be going to school to learn about arithmetic. They should be going to school to learn about earth science, to learn about their local history, the local geography. Kids should be going to school to learn about general historical subjects based on facts, based on information that can be documented. Kids should be going to school to learn about those things so we don't repeat those same atrocities today. That's the point of learning history. You do do something with it after school. You don't act the same way that people acted in history that led to war, that led to conflict, that led to things like slavery. You learn about it so you don't do it again. That's the point of history class. You learn about the environment around you. That's what they should be teaching you in school. You take, uh, you know, foreign language classes so you can get a broader picture of what the rest of the world's like. You, 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 so you can learn another language, so you can communicate in a different language. You take art class. You take physical education. When you turn every classroom into some social justice cult, you create nothing but social justice warriors. They know nothing except what's been pumped into their brain. 
that as a white person, you're now inferior, and as a black person, you're now superior. It's not reverse racism. It's just racism. It's hatred. But it's something else. Because they're doing this in California, sure. And other states, you know, are doing similar things like Connecticut and New Jersey. But this isn't about racism. This isn't about ethnic studies, is it? When you have kids chanting the name of a god of mirrors, a god of illusion, of disorientation, of hallucination, a god who equates to coronazone, a god who equates to Set or Seth, equates to the devil, who is the embodiment of change through conflict, the foundation of communist ideology and communist perpetual revolution, and you are chanting the name of this god, Tias Ketlipoka, Tias Ketlipoka, chanting it, building up the energy. It's an incantation. It's a series of words said as a magical spell or charm. And you want change. You're going to get change. You're going to invoke something that you don't know how to control. And see, they're using the energy of the kids and the young people to invoke this energy, to invoke this spirit. And the teachers might not even be fully aware. The teachers, likewise, are being used to invoke this energy, to invoke this spirit. In other words, the kids, the teachers, the people that do this are being used, in my view, by powerful, or at least wannabe powerful, black magicians to invoke evil. And then the evil comes back on the people that invoke it And these people want to step in and control that energy and control that spirit by creating change through conflict, by creating a conflict. And those that create the conflict feel the the, the blunt force of the consequence. And then others can step in to take control, to take the reins, and to pick up where others left off. Where others were obliterated for the evil that they produced, others can step in and they can chain that evil and they can use it to reshape society. And that is precisely what I believe is happening in California and precisely what I believe is happening around the rest of the country. You're teaching kids critical race theory? Okay, that's one thing. But then you're going to teach kids about homosexual sex? This is LGBT History Month, October. October 1st through October 31st. You know, children from TV shows to cereal boxes are being taught about homosexuality and transgenderism. You're going to teach kids that alongside of teaching them to chant the name of cannibalistic gods of death and sacrifice? What is wrong with the people that want kids to do this, and particularly kids, to brainwash them at a young age, to bring them into the cult? You talk about a satanic cult. My God, you have seen it manifest in full. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's a lot more after this. Stay with us on The Fringe FM. Subscribe to the show. Get access to the full show archive, all the shows, all the montages, all the books. www.thesecretteachings.info We will be back. Lighting the void with the secret teachings of all ages. It's KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM.
Do you like the secret teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books, available in PDF and softcover with free shipping in the United States. For a practical, balanced, and unique look at the food industry, vaccinations, the theories of disease, and geoengineering, grab a copy of Food Philosophy. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils, from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. All three books can be purchased on the website at thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews from other authors and radio hosts around the world. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and I want to share something very interesting with you. It's no mistake that the CDC began recommending masks in April of 2020 and that people immediately had trouble adapting or breathing just a few weeks before George Floyd died in Minneapolis. After his death, people began chanting, I can't breathe on May 26th. It's no mistake that in June, this man with black skin who had been turned into a god was placed into a golden coffin, a real-life reenactment of the killing of Osiris in Egyptian myth. It's no coincidence the same month that this took place in the Twin Cities, a Twin Summit was taking place with the World Economic Forum, the implications of which we look at on The Secret Teachings. And these are the patterns and observations that we make on the show five nights a week, broadcasting on The Fringe FM. For more information, check out thesecretteachings.info or email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. So are we. KTLK. Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM. Are you thinking about creating a podcast but don't know where to start? Do you really want to have to learn all this stuff? Individual track processing, enhance and improve sound quality, edit others, offer processing, slips, mix multiple clips and tracks, back volume, deliver consistent sound, live podcast production, show notes and SEO optimization, episode upload to hosting, live call screening, balance levels allowed to measure broadcast standards, full branding packages, logo design, podcast site, website, show artwork. Or do you just want to get on the mic and get your ideas out there? The Fringe FM team is here to help with all of your podcasting, audio and video production needs. From simple podcast to audio enhancement, our professional production staff will make it easier than ever to create the podcast you desire. Visit thefringe.fm, join our team, and get jump started on your podcast today. Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of a team. What are you doing on Wednesdays? I want to invite you to join me, Jess Rogie, the host of The Rogie Report, where I provide commentary and invite guests on to talk about UAPs, conspiracies, current events, nature of reality, consciousness, and of course, the paranormal. Listen to The Rogie Report every Wednesday live at 6 p.m. Pacific. 9 p.m. Eastern here on the Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. 
a lot longer than most podcasts have been around, The Secret Teachings has been at the forefront of unique investigation into both the mundane and the extraordinary. Critical thought and controlled speculation allowed us to determine that the much-anticipated UAP report would be vague, unexplained, and would simply imply the need for defense against national security threats. We determined that sonic weapons were the cause of Havana Syndrome a full year before CNN acknowledged the same. We told you about the mind-controlled magic, sex slavery, and intellectual theft in the music industry long before Britney Spears spoke out about her conservatorship, and we've been removed from radio for refusing to censor our show over international child trafficking networks and sex cults long before Epstein didn't kill himself. This has been done with no budget, only your support, and a will to learn and succeed. And you can continue to be a part of the Secret Teachings journey as we broadcast Monday through Friday after lighting the void with Joe Roop, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Welcome back to The Secret Teachings. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you for tuning in this morning, this afternoon, tonight, wherever and whenever you are listening. Maybe you're listening in the archive at thesecretteachings.info. Thank you for subscribing and becoming a member of The Secret Teachings. You can check us out on the website if you haven't done that. Subscribe for one week, one month, or the big deal is one year. You get access to the archive, the montages, and digital copies of my books. It supports the show and helps to keep us on air Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday on the Fringe FM plus our special Saturday morning show as well. Patreon is another option that you have to support the show. We have behind the scenes videos there and you can pretty much tell me whatever you want to see, whatever you want to hear, and I'll work on that for you. We have a couple of different tiers. You can check that out at Patreon, The Secret Teachings, or just click the link on our website you'd like to contact the show, rdgable at yahoo.com. That's rdgable at yahoo.com. We have a lot to get into in this and the next segment, the final two segments, the second hour here on the broadcast. You look at this um, curriculum that is now a a law, a mandate in California that kids have to go through uh, through in order to graduate uh, K through 12, that kids have to go through an ethnic studies program to graduate high school. Again, ethnic studies, who's going to argue with that? Studies program says that they are promoting love and unity, mutual respect. They're seeking the roots of truth. Who can argue with that? In Connecticut and New Jersey, these states are requiring high schools to offer black and Latino studies. In Connecticut and New Jersey, requiring public schools to offer courses on diversity and inclusion. California school districts are going to develop coursework, it's already been developed, that delves into contributions and struggles of blacks, Latinos, Native Americans, and Asian Americans throughout the nation's history, courses that will begin in 2025-2026. In the latest draft of the Ethnic Studies program, lesson plans were added to represent groups previously left out, including Sikhs, Jews, 
Arabs and Armenian Americans. See, this is where we get to this really specific language that on the surface sounds good because, well, of course we need to have Armenian Americans. Of course we need to have Sikh Americans and Jewish Americans. What happened to the days in which all of us were Americans? Now we have to break everybody down by category. Now we have to break people down not only by the color of their skin and their assumed status in society. Now we have to break everybody down by their religious views. If you're a Sikh or if you're a Jew. Or you're going to just break people down by broad ethnicities if you're an Arab. I mean, think about that. To me, that is the epitome of evil because evil is not only an inversion of living, evil is stagnation. Evil is the prevention of cohesion. It is illusion, diversion, inversion. The types of things that are associated with mirrors, mirrors invert, mirrors distort. Probably the reason that the Aztec and the Toltec and the general Mesoamerican cultural deity known as Tezcatlipoca or the smoking mirror, a very important Mesoamerican god, was chosen as part of the ethnic studies program. Not to study and understand the psychology and understand the archetype, but to praise and to honor and to worship. Tezcatlipoca was chosen to be chanted in what amounts to a magical incantation by young, impressionable, and even older impressionable school children and young adults. Part of the curriculum includes the chanting of this Aztec god's name over and over, over and over. And whereas his brother, who amounts to the Mesoamerican Osiris, Tezcatlipoca being the Mesoamerican Set or Seth, his brother Quetzalcoatl, the plumbed serpent, the patron of saints, the inventor of books, calendars, some might say writing and reading, the protector of craftsmen, and identified with the planet Venus, the morning and evening star, with the companion known as Zoltul, I believe is how you pronounce the name, a dog-headed god, much like Anubis in Egypt. Rather than chanting the name of Quetzalcoatl, they're chanting the name of his brother, who is a demon, a god of illusions, Karanazon, if you will, a god of death, a god of destruction, a god of chaos, a trickster. Why would you choose the trickster to worship? Why not choose Quetzalcoatl? Now, Quetzalcoatl might be in the curriculum somewhere, but they're chanting the name of Tiasquitlapoca. The chant includes language such as this, and it won't be any surprise to you that this chant sounds like some kind of artistic or artsy get-together where people read poems to each other to fight for social justice while they do nothing else except act as social justice warriors on the internet. Education, emancipation, imagination, revitalization, liberation, transformation, decolonization, liberation, education, emancipation, change in our situation and this human transformation. That's the literal chant. That sounds to me like some weird 
left-wing poem. That seems to me like something that you'd want kids to watch on TV to brainwash them. That's what it sounds like to me. Using words like education. Who can fight with that word? Of course, education. Liberation. Who can fight with that? Of course, liberation. Imagination. Who can fight with imagination? Who can fight with transformation? But you're literally chanting the name of a deity who only creates change through conflict. That's worldhistory.org. If you look up Tiazcatlipoca, Tiazcatlipoca, he was the very embodiment of change through conflict, the perpetual, never-ending, constant revolution of the communist ideology. Part of the chant includes ethnic studies for all, represent, with two exclamation marks, and I imagine the fist pumped into the air. That is the literal curriculum, and it's all meant to fight, quote, race, racism, bigotry, and the experiences of diverse Americans to teach that. California has made this a law. However, some groups, like the LESMC, the Liberated Ethnic Studies Model Curriculum, a consulting group on the curriculum, believed it wasn't extreme enough. They said it's a, quote, watered-down version, end quote, of history. They said it doesn't include enough lessons on the true cause of police brutality. Well, here's a cause of police brutality, pulling a gun on a police officer, pulling a knife on a police officer. It's kind of like that Chris Rock skit. Here is some of those things. You know, you heard people say, I wouldn't do that shit if I was you. Well, here's some of that shit. You know, robbery, (laughs) armed robbery, carjacking, and it just goes on and on and on. That's the kind of thing that will get you beat down by the police. And, you know, in some cases, rightfully so. You assault a police officer, I don't care if you assault, you know, just a regular old person on the street. They have a right to defend themselves, and you should be body slammed into the concrete. That's the bottom line. This whole idea that we shouldn't hurt other people. No, we shouldn't. But when other people hurt you first, you have a right and you have a duty. And if you have a family, you have a responsibility to protect yourself and to protect other people. This idea that we shouldn't ever, ever, ever hurt somebody. We should never hit somebody, never attack somebody, never defend ourselves. Where does that get you? It gets you a culture of weak pathetic, irresponsible, immature people who think that they're doing the work of God by letting criminals step all over them. It's creating a culture of weak, immature, arrested development people who do not have the maturity level to deal with reality. That's why when you go to the store, you see 300-pound green-haired liberals with you know, what, what do they have? Like, I saw a woman, literally, I saw a woman who was at least 300 pounds. She had colored hair, and she was carrying around a Lilo and Stitch doll. This woman had to have been almost 40. You know, I'm not saying if you're you're a girl or a guy, you can't have a stuffed animal. I mean, my God. I, I mean, I have a statue of the green monster on my, on my desk here. But you're a 40-year-old carrying around a doll? Unless you're mentally handicapped, you don't see that because people mature beyond that. I mean, you want to hold a teddy bear at night or you want to, you know, hold a pillow at night. That's one thing. You're carrying around a doll at the store. I literally saw this and I thought immediately, this is what our culture is becoming. Weak, pathetic, sad, disgusting, disturbed, insecure, immature wimps who would rather 
give everything to the thief who would rather be raped and tortured than dare to defend themselves, especially if the thief had different colored skin than them. Especially if the thief said, I'm robbing you in the name of social justice, ma'am. I don't know why my thief was articulate, but I'm robbing you in the name of social justice, ma'am. I mean, hell, I mean, you could probably do that experiment. Go out and ask people, um, can I have your wallet in the name of social justice? Oh my God, a black person? Sure. I mean, just the mindset of people that are like, I will only sleep with Arabs and I will only sleep with black people because they have been oppressed. Like, crazy psychopath. My God. You know what society used to do with people like that? We'd, extra, we'd excommunicate them from society. They're dangerous. They're violent. You're teaching kids this in school? This is dangerous. This is violent. This is divisive. There was never any problem with racism or bigotry or hatred in school. When I went to school, we had black kids, Asian kids, all kinds of kids in class. I mean, there were, there were a ton of gay people in my school. Nobody ever fought with each other over that kind of stuff. People fought with each other over one major thing, drugs. They fought with people over alcohol. They fought with people who tried to steal from them. There's a huge issue with theft in my school. You know, that was the reason people were in conflict with one another. It wasn't because of the color of people's skins. My God, kids don't know that unless you teach it to them. That's what's so sick about this. They don't know it unless you teach it to them. And so what is this month? This is LGBT History Month, October 1st through the 31st. Perfect month for LGBT, considering that most LGBT people don't run around screaming, hey, I'm gay, hey, I'm this, I'm that, and the people that do tend to suffer from an identity crisis and a mental illness, and they already are dressed up in Halloween costumes most of the time, so I guess October is the appropriate month for LGBT history. You know, Meanwhile, a, um, uh, a series of uh, companies, from Kellogg's to, uh, 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 I believe it's Nickelodeon, um, have uh, used the month and have used previous months to uh, indoctrinate children with whatever it is that LGBT or LGBTQ history is all about. Um, Kellogg's released a Together with Pride cereal for kids. It features a tear-out-together band that children can use to share their pronouns. And they're donating $3 for every box to GLAAD GLAD, an LGBT group. You know, children don't even necessarily know what kind of cereal they want to eat, but they know how to share their pronouns now. The TV show Blues Clues. Remember that show? I used to watch that show. They had an episode celebrating LGBT plus identities, and it was sung by a cartoon drag queen praising gays and lesbians and transgenders and non-binary people. One of the lines from the song, Ace, Bi, and Pan, Grown-Ups, You See, Can Love Each Other So Proudly. This is Blue's Clues. They're supposed to be figuring out why Blue wants a bowl and dried pasta and a tomato. They're not supposed to be trying to figure out where people want to stick their penis or if they want to have it cut off. These are children. Then you have Lego. Lego introduced a rainbow set of Legos called Everyone is Awesome. Released in honor of children, they say. 
you know, yeah, it's an honor of children. No, it's an honor of the gods of human sacrifice that demand children. That's what it's an honor of. They said, children are our role models, and they welcome everyone, no matter their background. Yes, they do, unless you brainwash them and condition them to not welcome people based on their skin color, based on their background, based on their ethnicity, based on their gender, based on their religion, based on their sexual preferences, based on whatever. That's when kids become bigoted. And you know how you teach kids to not accept everybody? California's new curriculum. Connecticut and New Jersey offering the types of courses they're offering. I mean, you know that universities already offer like African-American studies. And, and, and there are professors who, who are black who teach these programs who disagree with critical race theory, who disagree with the 1619 Project, who say that it's, it's a whitewash of history. But none of that really matters. None of it matters at all because this is the new God and children must be sacrificed on the altar to this God. And see, it's not just things like CRT. It's not just things like chanting the name of gods of human sacrifice. It's more than that. A couple of weeks ago, the mayor of Hudson, Ohio, you've probably seen this or you've probably heard it, the mayor of Hudson, Ohio, Ohio, delivered an ultimatum to the members of the city's Board of Education. I'll let you listen to this. This is what the mayor said pertaining to things that were being given to children in schools. Earl, members of the board, my name is Craig Schubert. I'm the mayor of this city. It has come to my attention that your educators are distributing essentially what is child pornography in the classroom. I've spoken to a judge this evening. She's already confirmed that. So I'm going to give you a simple choice. You either choose to resign from this Board of Education or you will be charged. Thank you. Distributing what amounts to child pornography. Well, they're doing this in Ohio. They're doing this in Texas. And what kind of pornography is this? This isn't like a Playboy magazine. This is hardcore homosexual sex. This is a guy sucking off another guy. As an adult, I don't want to see that. You can't tell me that doesn't affect the psychology and the development of a child when you show them uh, a naked man and woman having sex let alone a man and a man having sex. You don't think that confuses children? You don't think that that warps their mind? You don't think that that's a little disturbing? That's a little bit wrong? I mean, why is all of this seemingly happening at the same time? Why is Connecticut and New Jersey and California all passing school mandates as part of the curriculum to teach kids about quote-unquote ethnic studies, that isn't really about ethnic studies. It's about teaching white people that they're evil, black people that they've been inherently oppressed, and that in order to obtain any kind of retribution, any kind of, 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 of uh, retaliation, you know, any kind of reparation, they have to listen to mostly white professors tell them what to do and condition them and brainwash them. And most of these people are young children who don't even know their alphabet yet. This is K, this is kindergarten through 12 to graduate that you have to take ethnic studies programs. Who knows how far they're going to go down the ladder? 
You're going to teach kids about this in kindergarten? We're already teaching kids about homosexual sex in school? Why are they having kids chant the name of an Aztec god of illusion, of conflict? Why not chant the name of Quetzalcoatl? You're going to remove God from school, remove morality from school, remove religion from school, remove everything that is moral and decent, everything that is, in essence, unbiased, historical, scientific, mathematical, etc., and replace it with classes on the color of people's skin and the people's religion and the embodiment of conflict that is Tietzketlipoca. Why? Why do you want kids to chant the name of a god of illusion and hallucination, a god of mirrors, reflections, and inversions? Why would you want to teach kids that a country that has provided probably the most abundance of resources and wealth and opportunity than any other country in the history of the world, why would you teach that that country secretly hates you if you're not white? When you have brain surgeons like Ben Carson, but he's a conservative, so he doesn't count. When you have black professors, when you have black musicians, when you have black comedians and people that make commentary on social media, when they all tell you, this isn't about racism, this is about division and hatred, you call them Uncle Toms. What a dismissive, arrogant, narcissistic, racist, just a disgusting thing to say to another human being. When you have children who don't know what they want to eat for lunch, who don't remember what their mom packed them or where they even put their lunchbox, and you're going to teach them to chant the name of a god in a magical incantation, you're going to teach them that in order to be a good person, they have to give their lunch to the black kid. They teach the black kid a, 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 an inflated sense of self-worth based on some misconception of history or a rewriting of history in the 1619 Project. Where even black professors are like, this, this is completely wrong. This is not at all what happened. This has nothing to do with slavery. Why? You know, you might have heard my, my little promo on break there where I told you about George Floyd and I told you about the wearing of masks. You know, when the CDC recommended people wear masks and, and people started saying, like, this is, this is hard to breathe in these masks. And people were saying, we don't want to wear these masks. Right after that, George Floyd died and people started chanting, I can't breathe. And one long after that, George Floyd was buried in a golden casket. Just an average black man who was involved in pornography, counterfeiting, armed robbery, battery, etc. And they turned him into a saint, into a god. There's a historical version of this. It's called the black god Osiris being buried in a golden coffin. That is how George Floyd was buried. A man turned into a god, a black man turned into a black god, buried in a golden coffin. They're reenacting the rituals in ancient Egypt. That's why they're having kids chant the names of Aztec deities. Do you not see that this is all connected? It's a giant series of rituals, incantations, the usage of sigils and talismans. They're literally teaching kids how to perform acts of black magic intent on empowering themselves by using their ancestors or by causing harm to others. They're teaching kids black magic in school. That is about as clean, clear, and simple as one can explain what is happening. 
And it's not just in schools. It's culturally. It's on the nightly news. These are the black magicians, the priests, the lords of misrule, the lords of chaos that you read about in history books. These are the priests that sacrifice human beings to the gods. It's the same thing. There's even books written about this. There's a book called Magic for the Resistance. I don't even want to promote it. Like, I have a copy of this book. This book, like, I, can, I touch it, and I feel like I feel like I just want to burn it. It's like the most disgusting thing I've ever looked at. It teaches people how to, how to use uh, sigil magic. It teaches people how to bind, how to hex, how to protect themselves with prayer against their, their social political will. Like, this isn't politics anymore, folks. This is magic, dark magic, magic that is intent to hurt other people. This isn't politics. From the death of George Floyd, the reenactment of the death of Osiris, the inversion of the Osirian character and the Osirian seed, and replacing that with George Floyd and putting him in a gold coffin and the chanting of T.S. Ketlapoka, T.S. Ketlapoka in schools, and teaching people that they're inferior if they have a different skin color, and dividing classes up amongst skin color and ethnicity and religion, this is evil. This is racism on its face. This is the targeting of youth. This is human and child sacrifice. That's what it is. This is black magic. This is teaching people to be racists, bigots, and phobics, and it's targeting children in particular to brainwash and condition them at the youngest age to bring them into the cult to be the sacrificial offering to the gods. If you disagree with me, email me at rdgable at yahoo.com and tell me why. Why do you disagree? rdgable at yahoo.com rdgable at yahoo.com I'm Ryan Gable this is the secret teachings the music tonight white bat audio that's white bat audio on YouTube our full show archive is on the website please subscribe to the archive www.thesecretteachings.info you get access to the shows to download and stream all of them you get access to the montages. You get access to the digital versions of my books. And if you subscribe for one year, you get a physical copy of one of those books. www.thesecretteachings.info We will be back. could listen to this and again you know people say david has no evidence david has no evidence but i hate this channel or you could listen to the secret teachings with myself ryan gable five nights a week on the fringe fm and join us to explore the outer limits of history symbolism parapolitics and more we'll explore a little of everything but don't take my word for it i'm kind of like you i'm a last of a dying breed a generalist that's the secret teachings.info and the fringe fm if you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, 
and demonic parts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info That's where you can read reviews, see pictures and even order yours today. It not only supports The Secret Teachings and Fringe FM, but most importantly, it supports you. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and like my show, I like to associate with people and companies who are passionate about taking steps to a healthier life. Pro One Water Filters brings you simple-to-use systems for the home, business, and even the shower. They filter fluoride, heavy metals, and more, and their shower heads stop chlorine from being vaporized and inhaled. I personally use their systems now for five years, and they're worth every penny sincerely. Our other affiliate, US Plus Health, is a small American company specializing in hydrogen peroxide solutions, isopropyl alcohol, and hand sanitizers with no additional ingredients like ethanol, chloride, or methanol. They use 100% U.S. materials at an FDA-registered facility. Their simple, non-toxic formulations are both safe and gentle. They evaporate quickly and leave no residue or stickiness. They're even recommended by the CDC, FDA, and WHO as opposed to other toxic chemicals like QACs. Find links to these affiliates, Pro One Water Filters, and U.S. Plus Health on our website, www.thesecretteachings.info for links, or visit usplushealth.com and type in the promo code TSTCLEAN. They all say the same thing. They're all like, you know, over the last four years, everything good that happened was because of us. And we would have done more good stuff if it wasn't for those guys. And then the Democrats go, oh, we did all the good stuff. <laughs> it's like you're all working for the same guy. Want more of The Fringe? Check out thefringe.fm for more information on your favorite shows. Also, don't forget to check out the Fringe mobile app or the other ways you can tune in through the Paranormal Radio app and talk stream live. Where the normal and paranormal collide, it's the Fringe FM. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, the Fringe FM. This is the Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash the secret teachings. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. I'm Clyde Lewis from Ground Zero Radio, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Hi, it's David Childress from Ancient Aliens, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. If you want the most unique blend of subjects anywhere on radio, from parapsychology, pop conspiracy, parapolitics, the paranormal, and symbolism, look no further than The Secret Teachings, airing Monday through Friday right here on The Fringe FM. Our topics, themes, and perspectives are not bogged down by rhetoric or ideological collective associations. It's just raw thought and consciousness. Check us out by visiting our website at thesecretteachings.info or the network fringe.fm. This is John B. Wells of Caravan to Midnight, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. 
Gentlemen, thank you so much for the great work that you guys are doing. Uh, phenomenal show, for phenomenal interview, phenomenal questions. And uh, I'd be willing to come back at any time and uh, explore other topics for discussion. So thank you for having me on today. Hi, everyone. This is Mark Passio from WhatOnEarthIsHappening.com. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings Radio on The Fringe FM, Monday through Friday, five nights a week. If you'd like to contact me, you can email me at rdgable at yahoo.com. That's rdgable at yahoo.com. The music tonight by White Bat Audio. That's White Bat Audio on YouTube. On our website, you can find all of my books and our full show archive. I encourage you to do that, especially if you enjoy the show, you want to help us to stay on air. You really are the only reason that we broadcast five nights a week. One, because wouldn't have anybody to talk to except myself, but also because financially you support us and help to keep us on air because this is a full-time job to look at the uh, subjects we do, to do the research and present them to you on the show, hopefully in a unique way that... Um, brings in several different elements that usually are seen as unconnected and we branch them together and weave them together and we find uh, parallels and patterns that are often overlooked, which is kind of part of my bio. Um, that's what I intend to do. And I found a parallel and a pattern that I think has been overlooked in the subject of uh, human sacrifice, particularly that of child sacrifice. And there's a little bit of confusion about what a child sacrifice really is because we use words to describe children like child or sometimes we use the word kid. And historically, the word kid did not refer to a child, like a little child, a toddler or something like that. It referred to a goat. The sacrifice of a kid in order to obtain virgin parchment, for example, to use in, in rituals, the sacrificing of a young virgin kid for an offering is not the sacrificing of an actual child. A kid is a tiny goat, a small goat. A kid is a baby goat a virgin goat, a young goat. I mean, obviously, yeah, we still call children kids, but a kid is also a goat. So when you sacrifice a goat or you demand the sacrifice of a goat, you're talking about um, a kid. Or you could look at it the other way. When you demand the sacrifice of a kid, you're demanding the sacrifice of a goat. There are other ways, though, that you can sacrifice a kid. Some people... Throughout history, cultures, belief systems have actually sacrificed children. They've sacrificed babies. They've sacrificed little kids, toddlers. They've sacrificed teenagers. I mean, from uh, Phoenicia to Greece, you've seen human sacrifice, child sacrifice, animal sacrifice. It's all throughout the Bible. 
Aboriginal people, Native people, from one side of our civilization to the other, from the height, the very tip top, to the very bottom, from the pinnacle to the pit. Human sacrifice has existed throughout human history, and human sacrifice continues to this day. Right now in 2021, there are a couple of things happening that have been the, the building up and the culmination of an ideology that I believe intends, based on historical record, to corrupt the youth and to sacrifice them to an idea, to a god, to a series of gods, to um, a cultural and social system that aims to take control of future generations by corrupting and taking control of the youth. And in that process, they are sacrificing the potential. They are sacrificing the talents. They are sacrificing the intellect of those children, of those kids. They are actively sacrificing those kids on the altar of things like political correctness, social justice, and like. They are sacrificing those kids on the altar of politics. Politics, many ticks, or politics, many tricks, polytricks. Tricks, the trickster. Lies, deception, illusion, hallucination, corruption, inversion. All things easily associated with a mirror. A mirror inverts. A mirror distorts. A mirror can cause hallucinations. A mirror is often used to summon, to invoke, be it angels or demons. Mirrors were used in the Candyman. Mirrors were used in the practice of mostly teenage girls going into the bathroom and saying, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. Mirrors are portals. They are doorways. They are gateways from the Matrix to Alice in Wonderland and through the Looking Glass. One side makes you large, one side makes you small. This is the idea of Slenderman as an archetype of his infernal majesty, the devil. That devil in ancient Egypt was known as Set or Seth, the brother of Osiris, who also was a god embodying the dark elements of nature. Osiris was both a green god of life and agriculture and a black god of fertile soil who represented death and resurrection. Likewise, the Mesoamerican version, Quetzalcoatl, a version of Osiris and Thoth and others who essentially invented writing and books and calendars and timekeeping and cosmology. Quetzalcoatl, the plumbed serpent, also had a brother like Osiris. His brother was Tezcatlipoca, known as the Smoking Mirror. And this god also embodied good and evil. But he was the embodiment of change through conflict, or as we would term it today, revolution. So it's no surprise that those seeking revolution would attempt through magic to utilize such a god in their invocations and incantations in order to advance their will, advance their agenda. And this is a very common theme if you put it all together. Black Lives Matter is knowingly founded on the political concepts of cultural Marxism, according to the founders, 
there are videos that are proudly posted on the internet where one of the former leaders of Black Lives Matter is performing a ritual to the Iyami Aji, which is an African witch goddess taken from the tradition of the Yoruba people and a divinatory practice called Ifa. Ifa and Yoruba tradition is not necessarily evil, any more evil than voodoo, which is a mixture of Catholic symbols, Catholic prayers, and traditions from Africa. Like Santeria or Santeria, it's a mixture of African traditions and culture, and Catholic, like voodoo, prayers and symbols and things of this nature. It's a mixture of African and European belief systems taken from African tradition from Africa. Black Lives Matter believes that pouring out libations to the dead will help to awaken the dead to their cause. This is summoning the dead necromancy and calling on the spirits to advance their agenda, a politically biased, bigoted agenda of perpetual revolution, i.e. change, through conflict. It's no surprise that this group and those that support them want a school curriculum, and they have it now in California, where kids will have to chant the name of this god, Ties Ketlepoka, a god of mirror, reflection, inversion, distortion, hallucination, smoke, conflict, etc., to bring about change by teaching kids who otherwise would get along with each other that you're different based on the color of your skin. Just as Black Lives Matter taught that families were bad, that men were bad, despite the fact that they were supposed to be fighting in the name of people who were men, like George Floyd, or people like Trayvon Martin, or people like Daniel Prude, mostly men, right? So why would they want to get rid of men? That's their official statement. Why would they want to get rid of men? Why would they want to get rid of the family? Why do they use words like comrade? Because they're politically speaking, socially speaking, Marxists, and they're using political ideology mixed with African tradition, mixed with practices of ancient religions to advance their agenda. There are books written about this for liberals who are extremists on how to bind, how to hex, how to use talismans, and how to use magic to get what they want, to get what they desire, what they believe is right, what they believe is true. They're being endowed and granted with all these supposed magical powers, courage and willpower. When in fact, it's the opposite of that. They're being given tools and phrases and symbols that they don't understand. And they're being used by the true magicians to invoke the things that once they are invoked, the energy And the evil and the intention will come back on them and destroy them. And what has been invoked can then be chained and reigned by those who used others to invoke it. At least that's my theory. 
part of this is the sacrifice of children to these gods. That's why they're chanting the names. That's why in schools, children are being sacrificed not only on the altar of these gods, they're being sacrificed on the altar of things like political correctness. They're being sacrificed on the altar of cultural Marxism. They're being sacrificed on the altar of perversity. That's why an Ohio mayor in Hudson, Ohio, told the school board that based on the child pornography, which was confirmed by a judge that was being distributed in the school in a high school course, the school board needed to step down or face prosecution because they were distributing what amounts to child pornography, what amounts to not only child pornography, but homosexual pornography. The same thing being distributed in Texas schools and in other places around the country. This is why cereal companies like Kellogg's released a cereal together with Pride with a little cutout band that children can use to display their pronouns. That's why the TV show Blues Clues has drag cartoon characters singing about LGBT identities and everybody can love each other in one big gay orgy. Is that really what it's all about? Why do you keep saying love so much? Why do people keep it love, love, light, love, light, love, light? You know, I got a taste of that in the New Age community. Love and light means I don't want to do anything. I'm going to sit on my ass all day and collect a check. You do everything for me and give me the fruit of your labor. That's what love and light tends to mean. I've met very few people who love and light means anything except it's cool, man. You can take advantage of me. I'll take advantage of you, man. I don't really care. They don't want to have a job. They don't want any responsibility. They're immature. They're arrogant. They're narcissistic. Usually, they have a mental illness, and you got 40-year-old people walking around with cartoon dolls because they think that, you know, that's some kind of cultural statement. Dyeing their hair green with their stomachs hanging out 300 pounds. Like, what is wrong with people? There's no respect for themselves. There's no respect for other people. And then others are like, no, that's okay. See, what that is, that's people being themselves and being comfortable in their own bodies. No, it's not. It's perversity. And somebody needs to say it's perverse. Somebody needs to say that when you do this to children, when you target children like this, this is akin to human and child sacrifice. You are sacrificing these children on the altar of political correctness. You are sacrificing these children on the altar of social justice. And you are sacrificing these children on the altar of some Mesoamerican god. And offering the children up as a sacrifice to that god. And you're having the children perform the incantations. You're using the children to perform the ritual for you. Maybe it doesn't come back on you as hard if you do that. But I imagine that whatever God exists, God has his, her, whatever you want to say, I, all seeing eye on those that are using the children to do this, those that are sacrificing the children on these altars of political rightness, social justice, and these various gods. Why is it all happening at the same time? Why are you teaching kids about incantations to gods and LGBT history month here in October and teaching kids about gay sex in schools and critical race theory divided literally in school. You know, it's like you are teaching kids to divide among race. You're teaching kids homosexual pornography and you're teaching kids how to chant the names of Aztec gods and what amounts to black magical incantations. Now who can look at that with any sane mind and say, Oh yeah, that makes sense. 
What happened to the arithmetic? What happened to the earth science? What happened to the local history? What happened to teaching kids things that are practical for life, not things that are practical to advance political agendas? Not things that are practical to corrupt the minds of the youth, to sacrifice them on the altar of those three things, social justice, political correctness, and these various gods. To sacrifice them on the altar of Moloch. Why is it that it's acceptable to teach kids this, but it's not acceptable to teach kids that you live in a country that for the first time in human history created an abundance of wealth and opportunity where essentially anybody could participate? And the problem with this is people say, well, that's not true because blacks were slaves. What they don't understand is that even back in the 1600s, there were countless people, including the founder of Pennsylvania, who were staunchly opposed to slavery. And slaves were only owned by a handful of people overall. Powerful, rich people that had investments with what amounted to modern-day banks that ran the slave trade. That you had a Continental Congress that halted the importation of slaves. You can't look at the 17, the 16, or the 1800s with the lens of the 21st century. If you look at that time period with the lens of social justice and the lens of political correctness, you're going to destroy everything that gave you the opportunity to destroy it in the first place. Things like the 1619 Project claiming that there's never been anything like African-American slavery here in the United States. It's like, what are you talking about? Black people trade black people in Somalia today. Black people kill black people at a higher rate than any other group in the United States today, right now. And most of the gun violence and most of the murder is all drug-related, gang-related. And it's like we're not even allowed to look at those reasons. We're told how Thomas Jefferson's this horrible, racist, bigot piece of trash. Thomas Jefferson was raised in royalty, essentially, raised in wealth. He came to see his servants, who were black, as no different than himself. He actually freed some of his slaves. He realized this is an abhorrent institution. He wrote it into the original draft of the Declaration. It was struck out. So I ask you, if this is really, truly, honestly a slaveocracy and not a democracy, not a democratic republic, why is it that it's still not a slaveocracy? Can anybody answer that question, or does that question even make sense? If this country was founded on slavery, and it was the foundation for what amounts to a slaveocracy, why isn't it a slaveocracy today? That's my question. Why isn't it a slaveocracy today? Think about it. I can tell you the reason that's an incorrect answer. It's not because black people fought. It's not because white people fought. The reason it's not a slaveocracy today is because enlightenment prevailed. Morality prevailed. Better judgment prevailed. Perhaps the better question is, why does American history in any way, shape, or form look like a slaveocracy? 
because you had racists, you had bigots, you had hateful, narcissistic, egotistic, spiteful, wealthy, powerful people who wanted to maintain the status quo, who didn't want to declare independence from England, who refused to sign either the Declaration or the Constitution unless it was written in a way that could be interpreted to protect the institution of slavery and therefore their economic status, their wealth, their power. If it were all a bunch of fat white people trying to create a slaveocracy, why would you even attempt to skirt the issue of that which you are trying to protect? Why were people opposed then to the Constitution on these grounds? Why were people opposed like George Mason, to the Constitution on the grounds that it didn't provide a Bill of Rights. Why were people opposed to the Declaration? You know, it's funny because even mainline history, mainline historians will tell you that things like the 1619 Project are absolutely false. One of those historians, Leslie Harris, for example, says the incorrect statement about the American Revolution anyway. In addition, the paper's characterization of slavery in early America reflected laws and practices more common in the antebellum era than in colonial times and did not accurately illustrate the varied experiences of the first generation of enslaved people that arrived in Virginia in 1619. And the answers about slavery vary depending upon the era and the colony. You're taking history from hundreds of years ago, oversimplifying it, distorting it, whitewashing it, to make it seem as if a handful of black people are the reason that you have the rights that you don't actually have today. It's very similar and contradictory to the idea that you can be a victim and have superior social status at the same time. You can be morally superior and yet still be a victim. It is delusional thinking. It is a mental illness. And targeting children with this delusion and this mental illness, whether they're chained to the name of gods in magical incantations, what amounts to black magic, or you're teaching them about homosexual sex in school, or you're teaching them about the 1619 Project and critical race theory and separating people based on race, you are evil. You are unhuman. You are at best subhuman. You are scum, trash. You are disgusting. You are repulsive. You are egregious. You are repugnant to the laws of nature and God, to the principles that founded this country. You are repugnant to liberty and freedom. You are repugnant to human decency. It is tantamount, in essence, akin to the sacrificing of the goat. It is akin to sacrificing of the child on the altar of political correctness, social justice, and various gods throughout human history who demanded the sacrifice of the child. That's where we are. That's what it's all about. That's what the new curriculum in California is about. That's what all these homosexual cartoons where homosexuals are having sex, are all about. That's what LGBT History Month is used for, even if it's not about that. It's used for that. Corrupting and distorting and confusing the minds of children at a young age. The essence of evil 
the essence of darkness, the essence of perverting and distorting the innocent. Pure, absolute I don't even have a word to describe it. I am honestly speechless. That's what it is. It's demonic. It's evil. Call it whatever you want. You're teaching kids this in school. You're raising a generation under these tenets. Taking a whole generation, sacrificing them to the goat, sacrificing them to the gods. Oh, it's not a physical sacrifice per se, except for those kids who have their genitals cut off and their breasts cut off and irreversible surgeries, you know. You can take a dress off when you're a little boy playing dress up, but you can't sew your penis back on necessarily. Can't get uh, a pair of uh, natural breasts again if you have them removed. But no, it's okay. Just affirm the gender dysphoria that's promoted in schools and by psychologists. Promote the debauchery, promote the promiscuity, promote the homosexuality, promote the drugs, promote the alcohol, promote the perversity on television, promote the sacrificing of children to gods, promote it all. The homosexual sex in schools, the pornography, promote it all so that you can change society through conflict. Honoring T.S. Catlipoca. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teaching. Subscribe to the show, support us, keep us on air. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. We'll talk to you in the next broadcast. Time may be up for tonight's broadcast of The Secret Teachings, but don't worry, you can still catch us Monday through Friday right here exclusively on The Fringe FM. You can also subscribe to the show and montage archive while grabbing my books at thesecretteachings.info. To get in contact with us, you can email the show at rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay tuned to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM.